0: What's happening everybody welcome in to another edition of Texans matchup and boy it's going to be a fun one I'm your host John Harris football analyst sideline reporter for your Houston Texans coming off one of the greatest regular season wins I mean just flat out one of the best wins I have ever seen at NRG Stadium it's definitely the best win at NRG Stadium since the win over Buffalo in the playoff game I I will I will absolutely a thousand percent confirm that but I, I've been trying to figure out, like, man, what other regular season game even lives up to what we saw on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I just I put my hands up, you know, kind of the shrug emoji. Like, I don't know. I, I honestly cannot find one because it was absolutely awesome on Sunday. You had a running back kicking field goals. You had a comeback. They were down 10 in the second half. You had a fourth quarter Last minute of the game drive for the game winning touchdown, and it was that was absolutely flawless. By the way, did it in less than a minute, forty six seconds. It's just it had a little bit of everything, and we're gonna recap it all. Then we're gonna look back at Week Nine in the NFL. There's plenty of plenty of things happening in the NFL. The Titans took an L, which was good. You had the Vikings winning a game in Atlanta with a quarterback that didn't even know the names of the people on the roster because he had just gotten there like three days prior. So we'll look back at that. So it's it's been pretty amazing. So we'll definitely look at that. And then, you know, we'll find some other things we'll do on today's show. But we start with our ultimate 11 plays of the game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we start at number eleven. And this ends up being one of the funnest drives of the game because of how it ended. It was not fun because the Texans couldn't get in the end zone. That was not fun. But to get to a spot where they could start thinking about a touchdown, at number 11, it was C.J. Stroud finding his guy, Noah Brown. Noah all day. He led the team in receptions. We'll get to, obviously, his biggest one. But this one was for 31 yards. It was in the fourth quarter. The Texans were tied 30 to 30 and hopefully going to go up 38 to 30. And hopefully the name Dario Gumbawali, as much as we love him, was not going to be heard on his day. And they could get there with this throw right here from CJ Stroud to Noah Brown.
1: First and 10, Tampa Bay 36. Stroud takes the snap, fakes the gift, stepping up. CJ firing downfield to his left, flag down. Noah Brown at the 10. Noah Brown wrestles out of bounds at the five yard line. Flag down in the secondary. What's this? First and goal, Texans. If it stands, Noah Brown Thirdly is going five. off. Holding. defense number 24. Yeah. That's down. Carlton Davis, the third, picked it up. Texans say pick up that flag. We'll take the play to Noah Brown. who is was on fire.
0: Yeah, First and goal at the
2: five. Yes, he is. He is like a guy, like a
0: a cat that hadn't eaten in a while. Noah's been absolutely fantastic from the time he came back. And I know after Noah went out, I think Noah, I think he was injured after that first Ravens game. And then he went on IR, and the offense started clicking. And I know there were a lot of people thinking, well, okay, Noah's coming back, but, you know, really, what's he going to do? I mean, you got your receivers. you You got Robert Woods. You got Tank Dell. You got Nico Collins. Where's Noah Brown fit in it? Well, Noah Brown fits in it really nicely. And with Robert Woods out, Noah had to step up. And that's what that's what you need. You need positions with depth and the receivers have shown that uh, Four guys that have just made plays consistently. And Noah Brown has been one of those. So we'll get back to Noah in a little bit. He has a big catch on the final drive right before a spike that put them in position to go win the game. He had that catch right there. And the result of that was the Texans couldn't go any further. So Darius had to kick the field goal. So it was on that drive right there where Noah made that catch. So. Noah made a lot of big plays, and obviously one you're going to hear a little bit later. Now, let's get to number 10, and a guy that I fell in love with during training camp. That was Khalil Davis, and I remember he had signed, and I saw him walk on the field the first day, and I was like, hmm, interesting. Now, I will tell you, a lot of times I'm probably more in favor of shorter, quicker, leveraged defensive linemen. I like Grady Jarrett. I always loved Aaron Donald uh, because of that. I love shorter stouter you know, dj reader was not six five you know he's six two maybe but so strong powerful and quick well that's what i saw with khalil davis then i went over and watched pass rush one-on-ones and pads the very first day and i'm like holy cow this guy's got something he has got something and he has just played at a high level when he has got in the game and obviously with Hass- hassan ridgeway going down Rankin's being out khalil davis kurt heinish um Malik Collins, those guys had to step up because that was all they had. And in the late third quarter, when the momentum is really rolling, on third down, Baker Mayfield went back to pass. And on the left side of the defensive formation, the Texans ran a pick stunt. Like you would run a pick play in basketball, you you know, like a pick and roll. Like you have a guy running towards a defender, he sets the pick, The ball handler goes around, and he's got a lot of room. Well, that's exactly what this was. Will Anderson dove hard inside on the guard, and when he did, the tackle went with him. Khalil Davis then looped around, and he was face-to-face with Baker Mayfield, who then was unable to throw the ball. Khalil Davis wrapped him up, and I want you to listen to the crowd reaction because we have not heard this crowd reaction in a very long time. And number 10, Khalil Davis with a sack of Baker Mayfield in the third quarter. And
1: everybody's fired up. Third down and 10, Buccaneers from there in 19. Mayfield, shotgun, three receivers, wide side right. One back. Here's the snap to Mayfield. Backs up, here's pressure. He's gonna go down. Khalil Davis brings down Mayfield at the 10.
2: I've loved this kid ever since the preseason, and all he does is make plays.
0: Okay, so let's get to number nine. And number nine comes with a little bit of a story. And I'm going to tell you the story in the second play. But it was two big plays by Jalen Petrie. The first one is a tackle for a loss in the fourth quarter that I thought was going to be the defining play of the game because the Bucks were driving. They're down threes, 33-30. They got a first down. And on first down, they essentially destroyed a run play But it was Petrie who ended up with the final tackle on the running back. I think it was Chase Edmonds at the time. And it set up a big loss for the Bucs. I thought, that's it. That's the play. So I put this one at 9A. Petrie showing blitz. Mayfield. Hands off to Edmonds.
1: And he's brought that. No, he stays up in the backfield. Then he slips down and buried by Petrie back at the 43-yard line. Broke a tackle. Did well to do it. But he wound back in to
0: Petrie and friends. And it's a big loss. So, okay, the story comes with 9-B. Now, this happens in the third quarter. And the Bucs, I'm trying to remember what the score was at the time, but the Bucs Bucks had the lead. They put another touchdown up on the board. No matter how the Texans are moving the ball, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough. And so the Texans showed a disguise in the secondary, and it turned out that they were going to play cover one and blitz the overhang player. So that put Jalen Petrie in man coverage on Trey Palmer. So Palmer runs the deep over out. Now Palmer runs in the 4-3 range. And Jalen is staying as close to him as humanly possible. And at the last second as the ball is arriving, Jalen reaches out and full on dives and gets four fingers on the ball and knocks it away. But as he does, he hits the ground. Here's that play at 9-B, then the story. Make field. He...
1: Fakes the give. Mayfield throws downfield and knocked away. Petrie got in the way of it as the ball was intended for the speedy Trey Palmer. Second and ten. What
2: a play. What a play by Petrie. Just the last second
0: to get his left hand on the football and knock it away. So I see that thing the whole way. I'm standing maybe, maybe ten yards away from the whole thing. And so I'm watching the interaction. I see Jalen make the, the knock away, and I'm like, yeah! And then Petrie dove, got up, and started running back for the huddle. And as he did, I looked, and I was like, I saw something that I use all the time. There was a Burt's Bees lip balm on the field. I mean, I could see it clear as day, and I'm almost running after it. I'm like, I'm just looking at it, seeing, did anybody, is anybody seeing this? Like, there's a Burt's Bees lip balm, and I was like, that wasn't there before. So – I can't figure out. I'm like, well, Palmer didn't hit the ground. So was that Jalen? Did Jalen have Burt's Bees? Like, he put it. Where the heck was he having? Where was Burt's Bees? Like, where was he carrying his Burt's Bees lip balm? So on our Monday Coaches Show, before we started, I was like, you know what? I got to ask Coach this because he's played the game and I've played it. And I'm like, I'd never heard of anything. And I was like, Coach, have you ever heard of a player, like, putting – In this case, Burt's B's lip balm in, like, his shorts or your belt, your sock or whatever during a game. And before I could get – before Coach would answer, he's kind of looking at me. And before I could get any further, Omar Majub, our our PR director, who is just incredible, walks over and goes – he starts laughing. And he goes, goes, hey, Jalen was mic'd up for the game and apparently he was in the huddle offering Burt's Bees to everybody in the huddle. (laughs) Like, you got to stay hydrated. And we just broke out laughing. And I was like, Coach, I think he had it in his pants. Like, I think he had it in his game pants. And when he landed, they popped out. And Omar was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure he had it. So we got to get the confirmation from Jalen Petrie, but it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen, of a player carrying Burt's Bees lip balm. Now, I think I would have put it in my sock, but – I don't know. I mean, maybe it gets down to your foot and you don't want that. I don't know. Maybe I just keep it on the sideline and I just use it on the sideline. So I got to get to the bottom of this with Jalen Petrie. But I just thought it was funny enough. He made those two huge plays, and I was like, I got to tell the story. So there you go, Jalen Petrie uh, carrying Burt's Bees in his football pants, I think. We got to get confirmation. All right, so uh, that's enough. Let's get to number 10. And the Texans end up putting up 10 points in the first half, and they got three from, and people are going to forget this, a huge, enormous 50-yard field goal from Kaimi Fairbairn.
1: 50-yard field goal attempt. Left hash mark. North end zone uprights by Fairbairn. Here's Weeks with the snap. Here's the hold by Johnston The kick is up and good. Fairbairn drills it from 50 to cut it back to a one-score game. 17-10.
0: Texas needed that one in a big way. Now, I'm not totally sure if that's what happened or if it was on the ensuing kickoff. I don't know, but it was about that point that we saw, well, we didn't see Kaimi Fairbairn on the sidelines, and that was when my antenna went up like, wait a second, I could do math pretty quickly, and usually I see Cam and Kaimi kind of working together, and I'm seeing Cam by himself, and I then walk the sideline, and I can't see Kaimi anywhere. And I'm like, and then I see Cam talking to Daria. I'll give you that story a little bit later because I actually had a report from the sideline, so I'll have that for you a little bit later. But Kaimi's field goal comes in right there a big one at number eight all right let's get to number seven one of the more unique plays and again I need some confirmation on this to know whether this was an ad lib or this play was actually in the playbook because if it's in the playbook it's staying in the playbook and if it wasn't in the playbook and it was ad lib it should go in the playbook I've always wanted to run this play I thought about it forever but Devin Singletary and CJ Stroud pulled it off it was a zone Option back to the quarterback. (laughs) That was just ridiculous. It comes in at number seven. Handoff.
1: Singletary hops to his left after starting right. The ball goes to CJ left side forty and runs it about at the thirty-five yard line for a first down. What? Sick.
0: Sick. Good. A reverse option. Yeah, reverse option. Like, I mean, what? What is that? And again, like I said, I've always wanted to try it. I've always thought about that play. Like, I think you could run it. And you could really mess with some minds, but I don't know that I've ever seen it like that. So I tried to get confirmation from Motor when he came in. I was like, did you do that on purpose? I don't know if you heard me. I think he was just kind of celebrating. You know, Yes, sir. So I don't know. if I don't know. So I got to get confirmation on that one, too, but we'll work on that. Uh, but what a great play by Motor. He's getting, he's getting dumped. Like Zion McCollum went low on him. And so Devin is flipping it. He's running left. So, typically, option quarterbacks would flip with their left hand so they can kind of brace for the hit. Devin kind of didn't trust his left hand, so he flips it with his right hand, and C.J. catches it perfectly. I mean, <laughs> it is perfectly. Now, what C.J. does normally is start a football. And with no score, Texans driving, he threw an absolute dart on an RPO to Nico Collins. This will tell you what kind of game this was, that this throw, this touchdown, Comes in at number six on the ultimate 11.
1: Nico wide left. Stroud fakes the get. Throws to Nico on the slant. Nico into the end zone. Touchdown, Houston. <laughs> CJ Stroud
0: to Nico Collins for six. And the Texans take the lead on Tampa Bay. There's a part of me when the Texans took that 7 nothing lead that thought, okay, Tampa's lost three in a row. I don't say they're going to mail it in, but all right. Just kind of chalked this one up. They've been on the road a couple of weeks. They were at Buffalo on Thursday night. Had the mini-bye and then came to us. I thought, okay, maybe they're going to pack it in. No, no, no. It ended up being an incredible, incredible heavyweight fight on Sunday. What it needed were the two plays at 5A and 5B. 23-16, third quarter, third and 11. The Texans had gotten nine yards from a Singletary run second and one. or I mean, first down, to can make it second and one. Second down, I think it was an incomplete pass. They go for third and one, and it's a holding. Vita Vea got held. I think Dieter ended up holding him because he needed to because is just too much. So it ends up being third and 11. And C.J. Stroud goes back to pass. Now, he's got all kinds of receivers on this play. He's got four receivers. I'm sorry, three receivers and running back out in a route. His lone tight end is Dalton Schultz, but Dalton is helping blocking. He's not out in a route. But C.J. is buying time because he can't find anybody open. He's buying time. And Schultz realized everybody was kind of taken care of, so he just kind of floats downfield. And then C.J. ends up buying enough time to, like, okay, I've, I've moved around enough. Dalton, you see what you can do. And then this happened. And he comes in at 5A. C.J. gets the snap. Pocket collapsing,
1: Stroud still working, throws over the middle, hits Schultz, stiff arm. Schultz to his right, 45, 40, 35, 30, and out of bounds at the 29-yard line. How did he do it?
0: First down, Texans. The two linebackers for the Bucs, I think, are they make up one of the best duos in the league. Levante David and Devin White. Levante David made a play early in that game where he ran from the backside and made a tackle for a loss on the opposite side. I saw live, and I saw it happen, and I I don't know that I've seen a play like that in a long time. So he's one of the best tacklers. They're two of the best linebackers together in the league. And on that play, Schultz gets out of the tackle of Levante David, and then he flat runs over Devin White on the sideline, and that charged everybody up. And it gave the Texans a first down. So on the following play, the Texans decided, yo, we got a little momentum. Let's dial one up and see if we can get it, and they did it. 5B, Tank Dell runs the stutter and go on Carlton Davis, and C.J. Stroud drops a dime in the back of the end zone. This is at 5B, and listen to the crowd again. C.J. in
1: the gun, gets the snap, pumps, now fires deep down the right side, and Tank Dell, touchdown, Houston. A TD to Tank Dell. Go Cougs. Texans down one. C.J. Stroud with some lightning on this drive. The throw to Schultz. The Schultz catch and run for the first. And now Dell to the end zone.
0: That cut the lead to 23-22. Texans would miss on the two-point conversion. So they still trailed by one. But you could tell at this point the, the offense was rolling. It was about at this point that we went to a break. And we were kind of lamenting the fact that they hadn't scored the two-point conversions and finally said, hey, we're fine. We're going to score another two or three times, which absolutely was dead on. So I I feel good about that. I made a prediction. It was good. And it led to the two plays at number four. 23-22, quarter flipped over, and the Texans got another drive going. And they got down in the low red zone again. After a couple of tricky run plays went nowhere. A third down pass was incomplete to Nico Collins' fourth down. So down by one, D'Amico Ryans had a decision to make. Does he put Dario Gumbawale out there to kick a field goal? Or does he go for it fourth and goal from the 11? Now, Dario's field goal ended up being 29 yards. So he could have kicked the field goal and taken a 25-23 lead. But at that point, D'Amico felt better about, you know what? Let's go for this. And what A decision that was because C.J. Stroud found Dalton Schultz at 4-A for a touchdown to take the lead.
1: Fourth and goal from the nine. Stroud gets the snap. Stroud quick throw right side. Caught. Touchdown. Dalton Schultz. The Texans are in front on fourth and goal. They convert. What a rocket from C.J. Stroud to the tight end. Four touchdown passes for C.J. Stroud. Four different receivers
0: have caught them. And then finally, to get a two-point conversion, Texans relied on number seven's legs, not his arm, to take a 30-23 lead.
1: They're going for two. Stroud takes the snap. He's going to run it, and C.J. gets across. They get the deuce. And the Texans are up seven on Tampa Bay.
0: Man, that was fun up to that point. Now, before that wasn't as much fun. Texans were down 17-10 at half. The Bucks got the ball to start the second half, went down and kicked a field goal. So they took a 20-10 lead. So it was imperative that the Texans put the ball in the end zone and put the ball in the end zone fast. Now, I was thinking five play, seven play drive, you know, something like that. But go put the ball in the end zone. I was not thinking one play. But it was one play and it comes in here at number 3. Noah Brown ran a crossing route. And this is when I knew, you know, the first half, we had talked about this a little bit, that C.J. was kind of off a little bit, it felt like. You know, he missed tank on the deep ball, which he normally would hit. A couple of other throws were just kind of off. Uh, when he made this throw, as soon as he makes the throw, I immediately think, okay, he's good. Because it's a throw, it's a throw he's made a lot. It's a crossing route to Noah Brown. But it's a crossing route with some teeth. I mean, it's a good 25 to 30 air yard throw. And he put it right on the money Where Noah Brown didn't have to stop, and that was good because Tank gave him a block, and then the fun began. At number three, Noah Brown takes it to the house, 75 yards to make it 20 to 16. It's at number three. CJ fakes the give. CJ planting. And he throws downfield over the middle. And he's got a man Brown
1: left side. 50, 40, left sideline. Full throttle. 20, 15, 10,
2: 5, fighting for the goal line. And he's got it. Touchdown Houston rock and roll. 75 what a, yards. What a block by Tank Dill. I mean, you gotta have unselfish players to be successful offensively. And some guys just have to flat out do the dirty work every once in a while. You all can't be stars. And the block by Tank Dell, I mean, frees up Noah
1: Brown. Boy, he tight roped that sideline barely stayed in bounds and fought off a defender right inside the 10 to get to the goal line. It
0: was Davis and he stiff armed him and to get across. Okay. I thought long and hard about two and one. Not too, too hard. I feel bad for Dario Gumbawale because this play normally would be number one, but because of the way the game ended, it's not. Now, had DeAndre Houston Carson been able to hang on to the fumble, this would have been number one. And the fumble recovery probably is somewhere in the alternate 11, too. But he, Mike Evans, knocked it out of his hands, recovered it, the Bucks scored, and so it made the last 46 seconds uh, more memorable than it needed to be. But score tied at 30, ball at the 11-yard line. Do you go for it again, or do you try a running back at kicker to see if you could take the lead. I can't even imagine what D'Amico Ryans was going through. We've talked about this after the game. We talked about it on his coach's show. He seemed very calm in the moment and was relying on Frank Ross. And Frank's like, yeah, he's got this. He's got this. And that's why you saw Frank so excited because he vouched for Dari. And when you do that to the head coach, it's got to come through. Well, Dare Wale came through. It's the first made field goal by a non-kicker or punter since 2004, Wes Welker did it with the Patriots. I'm sorry, with the Dolphins. That's how long ago it was. 19 years ago, Daria Gumbawale's field goal comes in at number two, and it's glorious.
1: Oh, well, they're going to try a field goal. Here we go with some dramatic stuff here for Frank Ross's special teams unit. Gumbawale will try it. A 29-yard attempt from the left hash mark. Weeks will snap. Cameron Johnston will hold a Gumbawale. The running back for the lead. Snap is down. The kick is up. And it's good! Daria Gumbale for three. And the Texans are back in front. Are you kidding? (laughs) We may
2: be watching the changing of the game today. And how it's played and how rosters are filled out. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, I'm with Dre. I mean, this game was Truly, the whole game was unbelievable. And it came down to forty six seconds left. Now, the last drive is tremendous. And I, I could have put every play on the drive. He throws the check down to Schultz. Dalton gets out of bounds. He throws the second uh, Dalton. They have to take timeout. Throws the second one to Dalton. He gets tackled near the sideline. They got to take a timeout. With thirty one seconds left, CJ hits Noah Brown to, I believe it was, I don't know, somewhere on the forty yard line, but they got to go up and spike it. They spike it. There's 16 seconds left. Now you're thinking, 16 seconds left. Can I get one more throw over the middle, spike it, and maybe take one shot at the end zone? You'd like to get to the sideline, but they're not going to let you get to the sideline, right? Right? They're not going to let you get to the sideline. Well, these last two plays are absolutely magical. The first one is CJ hitting Tank on the sideline to the 15-yard line to stop the clock.
1: After the spike, second and ten at the 41-yard line of the bucks. CJ in the gun, one back. Here's the snap. Stroud looking. Stroud throwing deep. And he's got Tankell along the sideline. Did he make the catch? Yes! In the red
2: zone at the 15-yard line. Now you got time to make a couple of take a couple of shots to the end zone. If it's quick, it's three of them. With
1: 10 seconds to go. Dell looking at the replay. One foot down, two feet down, the toe-tapper. Nice
0: drag of the left foot. You saw the little uh, black tire shreds or whatever um, pop up, and you thought, okay, he he made that catch. Okay, good. Now, 10 seconds left. You're at the 15-yard line. You got a couple shots for the end zone. I mean, it's still a low percentage. You got to go to the end zone. You can't get tackled short of the end zone. The game's over. This has to go into the end zone, and it did. Is that number one B the game winner?
1: Strat on the gun, empty backfield after motion. First down of the Bucks 15, 10 seconds to go. CJ gets the snap. CJ looking, throwing to the end zone. Yes. Takes the, yes. Yes. the lead. Yes! And with the reception. Rock and roll. My goodness. There are flags on the field. Could be on the defense. What a comeback! Go Kooks! Let's go! Here's the call from Land Clark. Bring us some good news after the play. Unfortunately, contact defense number fifty-four.
0: Now with the flag on the field, flags on the field, there were a bunch of them. There was a little bit of pause upstairs, but I had a great, I had a great view of the touchdown. Anybody that was kind of in my section, uh, I don't know what section that is—one, I don't know—one hundred two, one hundred three, whatever it is. 138 maybe. I don't know. I don't know what how the numbers go. But you could see Tank Dell catch the ball. But the other thing you could see, if you watch close enough, was Levante David, after the play was over, literally took his helmet and just spiked it like a football. And three refs threw their flags right at him. I saw it perfectly. So I'm trying to tell the guys, it's on them. It's on them. There was, they didn't trust me totally, but I was giving them the truth, and it was. Levante David had spiked his helmet. So he got the 15-yard penalty that helped on a kickoff, and the Texans win this thing 39-37. Now, the Texans weren't the only one to get Ws. Other teams had improbable wins, including the Minnesota Vikings, with one you're going to want to hear. We'll recap Week 9 next on Texans Matchup. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another edition of the Texans Matchup. I'm your host, John Harris, football analyst, silent reporter for your Houston Texans. And it's time to take a look back at Week 9 in the NFL. So, let's crank up some music, man. Let's get the juice going for this segment and start on Thursday night when the Tennessee Titans took on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Down by three, Kenny Pickett came through for us with a touchdown. Finally, for Deontay Johnson. He had been waiting since 2020, I think it was, maybe before COVID since he had had a touchdown, he was excited to get in the end zone, and we were too, because this beat the Titans. First and goal now at three after the penalty. Ashi Harris to the left of Lani. Kenny Pickett. Two receivers wide right, single to the left
1: is Pickett's Shotgun snap, Pickett, looking right all the way, throws wide open, Deontay Johnson, right side of the end zone for a Steeler touchdown, and Pittsburgh with 4-0-2 to play in the fourth, takes a 19-16
0: lead. Thank you, Steelers. Got the win 20-16. Didn't do a whole lot except win the game. <laughs> Can you pick it through for 160 in that touchdown? Uh, Jalen Warren ran for 88 yards on 11 carries. Dante Johnson had that touchdown. But Will Levis threw a pick. Uh-oh. Bloom off the rose, maybe? I don't know. Derrick Henry only had 75 yards, but he did have a touchdown. Kyle Phillips went nuts. DeAndre Hopkins held in check in the second half. Steelers move to 5-3. Titans fall to 3-3 five. Then we went to Germany. Yeah, Germany. How about that? Went to Germany and it started off great for the Chiefs. Thought they scored, called back, didn't get it Didn't matter. Patrick Mahomes found Rasheed Rice to make it 7-0. Second and 10 now from the 11. Kansas City's opening possession. Mahomes quick out. This is
2: caught by Rice. Rice trying to guide his way into the end zone. He scores. Touchdown. Following his blockers. An easy score for Rasheed Rice. Touchdown, Kansas City. Our first touchdown in Frankfurt today.
1: Almost too easy. Little bubble screen to the offensive left side. Rice, who's has got a physical, tough wide receiver, catches the football north
0: and south behind good blocking. It was almost too easy. Yes, it was, and the Chiefs built a 21 0 lead, but the Dolphins fought back. Raheem Mostert, touchdown, made it 21-14, and the Dolphins got the ball and drove on a final drive. Could they go down and score? Jalen Waddles open, only one problem, that snap. Fourth down and 10, Miami
2: Ball game here and a oh. bad snap. Tua's got a fall on it, and that'll do it. A bad snap. Tua had to run back and just fall on the football back at the 44 yard line. Kansas City will take over on downs. One minute left in the game. Only one timeout for the Dolphins, and the Chiefs can take a knee and head back to the States with a victory.
1: What an awful way! to end a comeback bid. The snap was not awful. It was mid-height no. mid, mid height to Tua's right side. I think Tua was trying to get a look down the field. And to be honest with you, again, Miami's just not getting it done against the good teams. Critical play when you gotta have it. It's a, two plays in a row. They had Cedric Wilson for a touchdown. They couldn't get the football to him. Fourth down. Tua can't handle the snap. That's imploding. That's not what Kansas City did to them. They imploded on those two plays.
0: Yes, they did, and they had to fly home from Germany thinking all about them. Miami falls to 6-3 as the Chiefs moved to 7-2 with that win. Chiefs shut out in the second half. That was kind of interesting, but the Dolphins got it going. Mahomes threw for 185 and two touchdowns, but it was the Chiefs' defense. They scored On a fumble return, Brian Cook did with 33 seconds left and a half to give them a 21-0 lead. Held Miami to 14. Great game by the Chiefs defense. That is probably the biggest aspect of this season for the Chiefs, getting that performance. Now, in one of the craziest performances you're ever going to hear about, let's go to Atlanta. Two 4-4 football teams. Atlanta starting Taylor Heineke. The Vikings starting jaron hall a rookie but a guy that had been there from the beginning of the year the backup guy named josh dobbs and if you follow josh dobbs story he is an aeronautical engineer there was a thought he was going to work for nasa someday and i think he in fact was on a on a internship or something like that when he got a call to come back to the league and he ended up in arizona and he started the season in arizona and he actually beat the Dallas Cowboys in Arizona. But then last week, there was, there was a, uh, a nuts that came out from Jonathan Gannon, head coach of Arizona, said, no, we're not, gonna, we're not starting Josh Dobbs. And I thought, well, that's weird. You're not going to start Josh Dobbs, and you're not going to start Kyler Murray. You're going Clayton Toon. You're going the rookie. Are you really, truly throwing in the towel? And then you find out, okay, Josh Dobbs got traded to the Vikings after Kirk Cousins had torn his Achilles. So, like I said, the quarterback depth chart was Jaron Hall. And Josh Dobbs, until Hall went down injured, and Dobbs has to come into the game for the Vikings. He's on the sideline with the starting offensive line, taking snaps from Garrett Bradbury, the starting center, and going through his cadence so the offensive linemen can hear him because they had never taken a snap from one another. They had never lined up together. Dobbs had spent the whole week just learning a few of the plays. All Dobbs did was lead the Vikings to a win, somehow, someway. 20 of 30 for 158 yards and two touchdowns. But with t- just under two minutes left, Tyler Algier had scored, just over two minutes, Tyler Algier had scored for the Falcons to make it 28-24, and you thought, ah, Josh Dobbs, great story, but eh, this is where it's going to end. With 22 seconds left from the six-yard line, Dobbs went back to pass, bought himself time, Let's listen to the great Paul Allen and a good friend of the show from the Minnesota Vikings make this call for the Vikings Network.
3: Jackson in motion to the right. 11th play of a 69-yard possession. Dobbs back to pass on third down. He stays in the pocket. Fires to the end zone.
2: Touchdown! Brandon Powell, the former Falcon, has beaten the Atlanta Falcons with a six-yard touchdown pass from John. Minnesota with 20 seconds ago Paul well, if you had any question to this team's intestinal fortitude They've been answered. I mean you had every excuse in the business to not show up today Backup quarterback rookie he goes down Josh Dobbs been here about 36 hours He comes out and is able to move this offense down the field without JJ without KJ Osborne Wow, what a gutsy performance by this Minnesota Viking team today.
0: I believe that was Pete Bursich at the end. You heard him talk about all that was out. You know, no Kurt. K.J. Osborne, Justin Jefferson, both out. So Dobbs didn't even have his main weapons. And then you have Brandon Powell, the little guy from St. Augustine in Florida, just outside of Jacksonville, coming through big against his former team. So you have Dobbs, who doesn't even know anybody, Powell against his former team, and the Vikings get the win and keep their season alive. And, look, it's going to be tough. I mean, I feel like Dobbs, got given an opportunity, would do something in the league. I mean, he's he's just always been reliable. Um, it's going to be tough for the Vikings to kind of maintain pace with the Lions, but at 5-4, and four, they're going to be squarely in the wild card race. And, I mean, I would just love to see Josh Dobbs get an opportunity because what he did on Sunday was just – it's mind-blowing. I mean, you had Josh Dobbs getting in the game. Now, he could play quarterback. I mean, Dario Gumbawale had to kick, and he's never done that, but Dobbs did it throughout the game. Kudos to him, man. That was just an absolutely incredible performance, and the Vikings get their fifth win of the year. Now, a team looking for their third win of the year, the Green Bay Packers. It didn't look – it hasn't looked good for the Packers, but finally at home the defense came up big, and Aaron Jones – got himself in the end zone uh, one time to start the game at 7-0. They had tacked on a few field goals to take a 13-3 lead. And finally, Packers put the capper on Jordan Love to rookie Musgrave.
2: Wicks wide to the right side. Dylan to the right side of the quarterback Love. Jones in the slot right now. He, Orbit, routes to the left and they fake the pass to Joe, will swing it over the middle, Musgrave, 10, to the end zone, touchdown! And a dagger! Excellent ball fake by the quarterback, Jordan Love. He found Musgrave wide open at the 10, into the end zone for the touchdown. It's 19-3, to Green Bay, under four minutes to go. That was a slick play design. Look left look right that throw over the middle
0: the Rams had no chance touchdown Packers this is one of my favorite plays is why I put it in there I was gonna put the Aaron Jones touchdown I was like no nah, I love this play fake screen one side fake screen the other spin back to the middle and the tight end is zooming down the middle and this play is normally wide open it's one of my favorite plays uh, I put it in back in 1994 all that a lot long ago a long time ago actually uh, and it worked for Luke Musgrave to get in the end zone to finish that one 20 to 3 Jordan Love threw for 228 and a touchdown Aaron Jones had a touchdown rushing Musgrave had 3 for 81 and a touchdown Packers moved to 3 and 5 Rams fall to 3 and 6 now who doesn't love to see the Cowboys lose. Yeah, I mean, Cowboys fans, but they're not listening, I don't think. But if they are, hi. Hi, guys, I'm glad you're here. But your team lost, so we're going to celebrate that. Just because that's what rivals do, I suppose. And the Cowboys went to go take on the Eagles. It was a tremendous football game. But the Cowboys had every opportunity in this game, every opportunity in this game, and couldn't take advantage of it. They had a 17-14 lead at half thanks to a Brandon Aubrey 51-yard field goal. But when the Eagles came out for the second half, Jalen Hurts dialed up the Slim Reaper.
2: First and 10, they're at the Cowboys' 29. Hurts back again. He steps up. He's looking. He is going deep. And it is caught.
3: It is caught down the far side of the field. It is Devontae Smith for a touchdown. That's Skinny Batman. And the Eagles take the lead. That's Skinny Batman. They've got one-on-one coverage on the outside with Skinny Batman, and he just runs right by De'Ron Bland and in for the touchdown. This is a perfectly thrown ball over the outside shoulder. Love the adjustment by Batman.
0: Okay, my quick goes with Skinny Batman. I like Slim Reaper either way, Devontae Smith. Touchdown makes it 21-17. A.J. Brown caught a touchdown a little bit later to make it 28-17 going into the fourth quarter. The Cowboys would throw a touchdown to Jalen Tolbert to make it 28-23. The Cowboys went for two, and it looked like Dak Prescott was in for the two, but he had three toes out of bounds, so it stayed 28-23. The Cowboys had one last shot at the end zone, and, well, they came up just short.
1: Okay, from the 27, Prescott back in the pocket forever deep he's going to the end zone lamb at the three but he's going to be tackled short of the end zone and the game's going to end Uh, that was that was not good by the cowboys the eagles are playing about 15 to 20 yards off take your little out route get 10 more make it a little more manageable That, that was not good in my opinion And I think they're going to look at it and say, wow,
0: we we kind of screwed that up. Prescott's two that was taken away. The fourth down throw to the tight end. I'm trying to remember who the tight end was. I think it was Ferguson, maybe. Might have been Screwmaker, that didn't get called a touchdown. It was called a touchdown originally, overturned by replay. Tough ending for the Cowboys. Dak was tremendous. 374 yards, three touchdowns. Jay Hurts also 207 yards and two touchdowns. A.J. Brown with a touchdown 66 yards receiving. C.D. Lamb Lamb was incredible. Richmond, Texas native C.D. Lamb, 11 catches, 191 yards. And if anybody thinks he's not wide receiver one or is a wide receiver one, you need to get your brain checked. That dude is all about it. But his Cowboys come up short 28-23. And then on Sunday night, it was the Cincinnati Bengals. The Texans next opponent going toe-to-toe with the Buffalo Bills. Now, we all remember this game from last year. Um, was stopped after DeMar Hamlin's heart had stopped on the field. He was resuscitated, uh, and it was a really scary scene. DeMar had some quiet moments on the field, very emotional. He was inactive for the game, but there obviously was a lot of focus, and he spent about 15 minutes on the field after the game just taking it all in, uh, being alive, uh, and I don't say that flippantly. I mean, literally being alive and uh, much love to DeMar Hamlin for how far he has come but in this game these two teams they don't like each other and it started early as Joe Burrow and the Bengals took a 7-0 lead on this dime to Herb Smith Jr.
3: First and goal from the seven Bengals go empty three receivers left two right shotgun snap to Burrow back to pass looks left throws left back corner of the end zone it is caught Touchdown Bengals. Herb Smith with a leaping catch. And for a fourth consecutive game, the Bengals have scored a touchdown on their opening drive. 9-18 to go in the first quarter. Cincinnati 6. Buffalo nothing. There's the fast start that Tony Baselli was talking about. Well, they get man coverage, Ryan, and it's Jordan Poirier gets the assignment. Against Irv Smith, and it's a great route. He, he sticks it at the top
0: and then runs a the corner route right to that back left pylon. And Joe Burrow's going there the whole time, and really nice touch. Easy ball to catch, two feet inbounds, and the rear end on top of it. And Poyer was nowhere close. But the Bills weren't going away. They got a guy named Josh Allen. And he runs well.
3: Shotgun snapped Allen. Fakes the handoff. Rolls right. Pumps a couple of times. Running to the corner of the end zone and strolls in for a Bills touchdown. But the Bengals were on one all night
0: long. Defense played great. Really kind of held the Bills in check. Josh Allen did throw for 258, but he had an interception. The Bills just couldn't run the ball. But the Bengals did. Joe Burrow threw for three. 48, 348, including 22 on this pass to Drew Sample, the tight end, who put it in the end zone to make it 21 to seven Bengals.
3: Third and seven, ball of the Bills' 22. It's on the near side left hash. 14-7, Bengals on top. Cincinnati trying to win for a fourth straight time. Slot right, single man left. Burrow in the gun with backs on either side. Travion Williams to his left. Burrow gets the snap, back to pass. Burrow looking, under pressure, dumps it short right, caught by Sample, room to run to the 15, outside the number's 10, down to the five, diving to the end zone, touchdown Bengals! Drew Sample, with his first touchdown of the year, made that catch, running down the right side, and finds Pater, 22 yards, Bengals lead 20-7. to well, it's a great job by Burrow and that offensive line to keep it going, and Sample's going to stay in the block. And
0: I am convinced that Micah Hyde actually has him in man coverage, because you watch Micah Hyde. He does not blitz initially. He's sitting there reading. Everything else is man. He thinks Sample's staying in the block, so he comes, Sample sneaks out, and there's nobody there, and that's how he scores. Bengals win 24-18, move to 5-3, and three and await the Houston Texans. Okay, When we get back, let's relive some of the great moments against the Bengals next, right here in Texans Matchup. We got one final segment of this edition of Texans Matchup. Appreciate you guys being here with me, John Harris, football analyst, sideline reporter. and With the Cincinnati Bengals coming up, I just figured, you know what, let's spend this last segment looking back at some of the magical moments that have happened against the Cincinnati Bengals. A couple of these, actually three of the four happened when I was on the sideline, so I... I resonate, and two of them happened in Cincinnati. One of them that didn't was thanks to Randy Bullock. Christmas Eve night, 12-10 Texans, Randy Bullock ready to kick a field goal, and he kicked it over my head. Unlucky for the Bengals, I was standing outside the uprights.
1: No timeouts left for either team. Five seconds to go, Texans lead 12-10. If they hang on, they win the AFC South. If they don't, they'll play next week at Tennessee for the championship. 43-yard attempt between the hashes for Randy Bullock. Huber will hold. Snap is down. Bullock's kick is up. It's got the leg. And it's no good! The Texans win! Houston wins the AFC South with a 12-10 victory over the Bengals. Missed field goal at the buzzer. And the Texans are
0: the AFC South champions. Then there was 2015 on Monday Night Football where T.J. Yates made magic happen for the second time.
1: Yates under center, blue in the backfield, two receivers left, one to the right side, Washington. Yates drops back, fires left side of the end zone, wants Hopkins and DeAndre with the catch, touchdown! Yates to Hopkins as the Texans take the lead. You cannot write this! T.J. Yates... Brings the Texans in
0: front of the Bengals. And of course, you remember the first time.
1: Yates gets the snap. Looking to his right. Throws over the middle. Caught! Touchdown, Houston! Kevin Walter with the TD reception. Two seconds to go. The Texans can take the lead with the extra point.
0: They would. They'd win. They got some help. They won the AFC South for the first time in 2011 at Cincinnati. Ooh, it's been exciting in Cincinnati, to say the least, and hopefully Sunday will be the exact same sort of feeling. Exciting with the Texans win. We'll see you on Sunday, everyone. It's going to be fun in Cincinnati. Have a great one, and as always, go Texans.